Welcome to this week's Spinfoil Theory. We're about to take a dive into the lore of Destiny the game. Specifically, we'll be giving high-level scrutiny to popular, emerging, and outlying theories than judging. With that out of the way, let's put on our Spinfoil hats and get a little crazy. Here comes this week's show. And we're recording again. We're again. back. Back again. From from outer space. Yes. We're back. Uh, welcome to the Spinfoil Theory Podcast, everyone. This is your host, Taylor B., along with... Uh, your other host, Lady Lucita, here on the Spinful Theory Podcast. How are you doing, Lucy? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Just, you know, prepping for Witch Queen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. many bounties. Because I'm one of those people. <laughs> you got to, uh... You got to prep. I mean, there's going to be... Witch Queen comes with a raid, so... Mm-hmm. Got to be ready. Got to be ready. I'm just hoping, or wondering... That there might be a... The main reason I do this is not for, like, the artifact power or the season pass. I mean, kind of artifact power, but, like, with previous seasons, uh, there's been Breach and Claire. And then with Season of the Lost, there's now uh, Particle Deconstruction. Those mods, mods are in, like, the last column. And they're, I would say, very, 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 very helpful in mm-hmm. end game content. So if there is a mod like that... I just want to at least have me, if not me, if not me, myself, or one of the other people on the team to have that mod, if it is, if it's there, if a type of mod like that is there, so that we can make it a little bit easier, like debuffing enemies, debuffing champions, you know, all that jazz. But I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, that stuff, that that stuff is really, I mean, it's so handy, and it's, yeah, it's 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 setting yourself up for like maximum success. It makes total sense. Heck yeah. Makes absolutely total sense. So I I know I know you've got the day one crew and you guys will be gunning for it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be the first one to uh to wish you luck storming storming the castle there. Yeah, pretty much. It's we're just gonna storm the castle of the the pyramid ship. And right now we're thinking the raid is either going to be taken or scorn. One of those two. Because it's set in the pyramid if, right now. I what mean, if it they could, up their game and they're taking scorn? Oh, no. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about <laughs> that. My God. No. I mean, like, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, like, well, it's because they just added in taken, or not taken, sorry. They, with the um, hollowed layer, this season, becoming a grandmaster, they added in scorn champions. Mm-hmm. It seems rather silly to add in scorn champions for just this one strike that is getting sunset a season later. Bungie has trying to be a lot more smart about their assets and everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm leaning it's more toward a scorn raid, but it also could be taken because now the taken. And Scorn are both controlled by the capital D Darkness. And we're going into a crashed pyramid. So, we're definitely dealing with the capital D Darkness. Which is why I think we're fighting either Scorn or Taken. So... Do you think, um, do you think Fickrel will play any role? I think it'd be really funny if either Fickrel or Tanix, um, was like... 
You know the tree of probability strike where the, you see the big, like, Atheon-looking boss guy, and you're like, oh, God, we're going to fight this thing? Mm-hmm. And then the real boss comes in and just, bam, kills him. I think it'd be yeah. funny if Fickrel was there, like, being like, I am back. Worship me again, homies. And then the, the darkness just shows up and just squish, crushes him like Darkness a in the shape of callus. Yeah, or some, yeah, it could be. It could be callus. Callus could be like, no, 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 no. I'm the, the, the voice of the darkness, not you. Well, that's, that's the thing. He is easily, if, if he did, if, if everything, like, like we went over a few, a few episodes back, if he really did merge with the darkness, I wouldn't be surprised if he was too big a personality for them to, like, absorb. Yeah, I think if Callus, like, I'm still in the camp that Callus is going to come back with, like, taken and i wouldn't say taken s but like his own power if he didn't just to become mm-hmm. absorbed by the darkness because oryx pretty much did the exact same thing he did a ritual communed with the darkness left and then came back as oryx the taken king and changed mm-hmm. everything that's that's my personal theory but we'll just have to wait and see well especially when you when you think about the description and what you see of Callus. Remember, like in in the the air quotes, Callus's little throne world, or like the darkness, uh, the ascendant plane uh, from from the uh, Leviathan strikes. And then you hear the description from Catabasis, where he's like this almost dripping, like amorphous, dark cloud thing that yeah. can inhabit machines. Like <laughs> it sounds that the. the it, it doesn't sound exactly taken. I'm not, I'm not going that route, but it sounds like he's already got a touch of the darkness. Yeah. No, so I, I definitely... Think, I think that definitely tracks. I think that definitely tracks. I'm curious to see... Because like I said, all we know is that it's the, the raid is in the pyramid ship. That's all we know. We don't know anything else. So we'll have to... Uh, well, we do know the pyramid ship has been cracked open. Yeah, that's pretty terrifying. I've said that a million mm-hmm. times, that that is literally the most terrifying thing I've ever seen in my life. Because Mara threw the harbingers and literally every single awoken piece of, t- of weaponry at the pyramids. Nothing. Uh, Rasputin threw everything he had at the pyramids. Nothing. Asher launched, I think, a nuke? Or a missile? Or a railgun? Some sort of high-powered weaponry at the pyramid, and it also did nothing. So the fact that, like, our... I would say Mara is a pretty big player in the whole grand scheme of things. The fact that she threw everything at the pyramid ships, and it didn't do anything, yet Sevathun did something and cracked it like a... like a walnut. Like, crack, crack it open. I'm trying to think of, like, some kind of thing where you crack open. I was like, um, a walnut? Egg. An egg, yeah, like walnut cracking also it open. Like the shell of an egg. That works. Yeah. Something, cracking it open. And, uh, the fact that Savathun did that, or we don't even know, maybe it wasn't Savathun. Maybe it was something else, but. Well, I'm here's, just gonna... here's the thing that makes me wonder. So. You know, kind of similarly, I guess, in a lot of ways to the idea that maybe Callus could be too big of a personality. One difference between all those other people 
trying to attack a pyramid ship and where we see this cracked open one, the cracked open one's in her throne world where, where her will is immutable. True, true. So where she makes the rules. So I, I just just putting it out there, like like maybe maybe that made all the difference. Maybe it was cut off from the rest of the darkness or something. I I just yeah. I I I, I need to know more. I agree. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited to see how like how much story and because like with um, Europa there was like the penguin collectibles with. Shadowkeep, there was both the um, Lenacrotic ciphers and others. Like, I, I just like collecting stuff. Mm hmm. So I, I want to know, like, how did Savathun get the light? How did she crack open that pyramid? Can we become friends with the Lucent Brood? These are questions that I need answered. <laughs> Mainly the, that last one. Mainly that last one, because... Go to the I jacuzzi want, with them? I, no, I, I just want to be friends with them, man. I just, I just think that they're not so different from us. I mean, everyone's all like, oh, the Hive could never be be good. They're always evil. And I'm like... Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. What about the warlords in the dark times? Those were humans doing pretty bad things. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And you're all like, hmm. Just curious, I guess. I'm just very... I think we can eventually become friends with them because... I guess it really depends on how the... Because uh... Savathun's whole thing is she wants to live forever she doesn't care how she does it she just wants to live forever she doesn't want to die so with that in mind the darkness kind of wants to kill everything and we want to stop the darkness savathun would probably also want to stop the darkness because if the darkness wins everyone dies not everyone but everything except for whatever is the final shape. Hmm. So, I could see Savathun but maybe allying even then, allying like, if it's the hive, us. like, they would die. Sorry. Yeah, if it's, if it's regular, if it's non-lucent brood hive, then the hive literally cannot be the final shape. It's literally impossible because they have their little worms, and if they kill everything, you know, oh no, we've killed everything in the entire universe. There is nothing left except us. Then their worm will eat them because they can't kill enough because there's nothing left to kill. Exactly. Unless they're able to go to, like, alternative universes. Then they could just kill everything in every universe. Yeah, that like, would be yeah. rough. And that would be, that would be rough crazy. Rough for the multiverse. Yeah. That would be pretty crazy. So that's where I'm like, the hive can never be the final shape. The vex, if they could simulate paracausality, would win. Would be the final shape. Again. Because... If the Vex can simulate Peric, that's the only reason why we've been kicking their butt every time, is because they can't, they can't predict us. They can predict, you know, Fallen, they can predict Hive, or low-level Hive, not like the big, the big head honchos, like regular Hive. Mm -hmm. um, and Cabal, like, they can pretty much, and obviously they can predict Vex because they are Vex, but 
but when it comes to us, they're just like, okay, we have footage of them doing that, but we don't know how to use this footage to help predict what they're going to do because we can't predict what they're going to do. So if the Vex could figure out a way to predict what Guardians can do, then then they would win, 100%. But until it then... It reminds me of the, uh, the Drifter quote, I was going to say, where he's yeah. like, Warlocks tell me if the Vex could win, they'd have already done it. Pretty much. The drifter was, yeah. He's all like, well, if they could time travel, then they would have already won, right? Because they could just go back in time and kill us all before the traveler gets here and done so. Oh, that'd be wild. Yeah. If they could go back before the traveler's arrival. And then just kill us all. There you go. Mm-hmm. That would be absolutely wild. That would be I feel about crazy. Well, you imagine like the traveler showing up at Mars and then no one goes to meet it. Oh, no. <laughs> Just moves on. It's up to the cephalopods now. Which yes. might not be the worst. But, uh, okay, okay. This week's theory, you guys, I, I'm really excited. I, 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 I'm totally in camp with you, Lucy. Uh, I, I can't wait to see what... What's Which what? Brings us. Yeah. Um, I just, I need to know more. Click, click, click. Uh, but uh, with, with sort of that out of the way, guys, um, this week we're doing part three on our Grasp of Avarice series. Ooh, spooky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this week, actually, Lucy, I think, I think you're the one who brought this one to, to our attention. Why don't, why don't you tell us about this week's theory? All right. Well, in part one, we kind of did a little bit of a introduction of Grasp of Avarice, and then we thought maybe the Nine are behind what's going on here. But I did some more thinking, some pondering, and I was like, wait a minute. The whole dungeon is about, well, about greed and desire. And you want to know what goes hand in hand with, well, desire and that kind of stuff? Ahamkara. What if Ooh. the dungeon is the result of an Ahamkara? Because, see, Ahamkaras feed on a person's innate desires, wishes, their wish dragons. And so, with that in mind, Wilhelm and his fire team went into the loot cave wanting to find loot. And the wish dragon is like, mmm, tasty. And then poof, they just keep going, wanting more and more and more and more and more. And the Ahamkara is just like, mmm, tasty. And because <laughs> that's, that's how they get stronger is by tricking people. And there is always a drawback. Mm -hmm. And the drawback is the curse that um, I would say, like, I wouldn't say the curse, quote unquote, but like how the... Uh, how the engrams you pick up, they're they're tainted, or that's like the drawback. Oh, you get this, oh my god, you get this loot, but are you sure you want that loot, though? Are you sure you want it? Are you sure? So, yeah. That's basically the gist of the theory. And there is, um, in one of the uh, lore entries in the Dreaming City, there is a lovely little, I won't say little, he's quite big, uh, Ahamkara by the name of Azarim. It's actually one of my favorite lore entries 
that came out with Forsaken. Because basically it was this Ahamkara, he comes to the Garden of Asilla, where there's these Techians and Corsairs in training, just vibing. I won't say they're vibing, they're like training and stuff. And um, Asilla is there, and she's like, Ahamkara, dragon guy, Azarim, what are you doing here? We don't, we know what you're, what you guys are capable of, all of the tricks and stuff. Azrim is like, no, I would never. Me? Trick you guys? No, 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 no. I am, I am a friend. I would never. And then he tells them a story about, um, I mean, he just tells them a story and everyone's so enchanted by it. And they're like, wow, this is so good. And then he's like, all right, let's, let's, you know, let's have a little dance party. And they have a little dance party and they kind of do like a conga line. And Azrim's leading the conga line. And then he's a dragon. He can fly. Regular people, they cannot. So he just, you know, conga line, da-da-da-da-da. And he just goes over the edge of the cliff and the people follow, follow him. And then they fall off the cliff and they all die. And then he flies away. And he's like, bye-bye. <laughs> so, like, and that was, I think, after the Ahamkara hunt. Because they mentioned the... Um, the rest of his kind, like, being dead. Not dead, but, like, the numbers were dwindling. Let me go find my boy, Azurim. Is, is, if I recall correctly, that's the one who who calls himself, like, like you can trust me, I'm the honest one. Uh, I'm not sure if he really says that. Yes, um, yes. Azurim escaped from the Dreaming City. Yeah, he said, uh... Basically, um, uh, he, uh, yeah. I don't know if he, he doesn't actually say, like, I'm the honest one, but he, ba this is what he says to Asilla saying, we've, we've listened to your kind before. We don't want to talk to you. He's all like, my indiscretions, wise lady, I do admit. I may have whispered truths you gave me to deceit those who would deceive me. But have I ever struck out with hungry fang against your people? Have I set fire to your trust? I have seen the error of my ways. Let me prove to you oh, how I have changed. He's totally lying the entire time. But... It's so mm -hmm. it's it's so funny. Uh, it 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 gave me big uh, Aka vibes. Yeah, it really does. I just love I just love the last part where Azarim uh, um, sings to them a song, and basically they're singing and they're kind of doing like a little parade. Where they're all following him and singing. I basically said a conga line because it's basically what it looked like. They're all following him. And he uh, flies into the... Um, like, you can literally go to the Garden of Asilla and you can see these cliffs that they that he just kind of flew off. And they all kind of still followed him. Kind of like they're, like, mind-controlled or something. It's creepy. Ankara are scary things. Yeah, it's like... Uh, reminds me in mythology, like, the siren song. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, where... where uh, for, for anyone who's not familiar with that part of like i guess like western mythology is the one i'm the version i'm the most familiar with but uh they were these uh mythical sort of monsters that they usually went after sailors but uh 
Not always, and they would uh, like lure them to their island with their uh, with their serenade, with their song, and basically eat them. Which is, I feel like what the what Azareth did here is kind of like a mix between that and like the Pied Piper. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah, because Ahamkar, they're kind of like jinns and also kind of like sirens where they can like, well, jinns are basically mm-hmm. genies. They're like, oh, I'll grant you your wish, but there's always a monkey's paw. Like a, oh, you get what you want, but there's always a but. We're like, yeah. oh, we we did this, but bad thing happens. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why, I mean, like we've seen, I know Riven is an exception, I mean, not really an exception, but, like, we've seen, like, what Ahamkar are capable of, kind of with seeing what Azurim has done, with what Riven did. I mean, Riven built all of the Dreaming City. I mean, yes, it was very controlled, concise, very, very specific wishes that Mara did, but Ahamkara can literally... And they talked about, in the great Ahamkara hunt, the Ahamkara were terraforming, I think, terraforming Venus? Doing something to Venus. So they they definitely yeah. are powerful enough to make a dungeon, is what I'm saying. I'd be willing to believe that. I could definitely see, maybe it is Azurim, because Azurim is a very charming devious Ahamkar, and we didn't, we've never, he wasn't mentioned in any of the Great Hunt or anything. Hmm. Yeah, it would be, it would be fitting. And so, a couple of questions that, that I don't know why I never thought about before that kind of came with that. If Riven, I, I, I was aware Riven made the Dreaming City, but What's it on? Is it just like this floating city in space, kind of like the reef was? Um, if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure the Dreaming City is on. It's like a pocket. Um, I mean, the actual like foundation of it is. I think it's. I want to say it's Vestia. It's one. It's like actual, like an actual, like really big giant asteroid in the reef. Hmm. Or, like okay. a real. Like a real place, if I remember correctly. Okay. I was like, where are we going to exactly? How does this body work? Because, you know, they came from a pocket dimension, and they got wish dragons making stuff. Maybe they maybe they do. Because they did hide it from everyone forever, too. Like, they, like oh, you're, yeah, you're like going to be allowed hidden. to the Dreaming City finally. So. Yeah. Okay. And then two, as it sort of relates back to, to the thing... Does that mean, because we didn't solve the issue of the dragon, does that mean they're still down there, like luring people? I mean, all we yeah. did is we stopped the 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 fallen from doing mm-hmm. that. I mean, it's very possible. It's so very what possible. you're telling me is there's more loot down there? Oh, oh no. <laughs> Taylor, no, don't get wrapped up in this, no. But yeah, no, it's very possible that we could maybe revisit the same place later on or learn more. Because there's a lot of question marks. Like, we don't know where this loot came from, why the loot is corrupted, or anything like that. Hmm. It's just very interesting, I, I think. I think maybe yeah. the Ahamkara are... 
behind it. I mean, it would make sense because, I mean, it wasn't just, uh, I don't think it was just Wilhelm and his fire team that were also being affected. I think it's possible that the Captain Averrock and his crew were also affected because, you know, Alexni, they're scavengers. They want things. So it's possible mm -hmm. that Ahamkara was hiding. And uh, it made its little, I don't say den, but like, you know how dragons have their caves? Their horde. It based, I, I could see it where the Ahamkara went to the, maybe the Cosmodrome. The Fallen come in to, you know, start looting it. And they find the loot cave and everything else. They're like, oh, we could get better stuff. Like, kind of the same thing that happened to Wilhelm. That's the whole reason why they're there. Uh, is because of the treasure. They want the treasure. Which is very pirate-esque. But also, dragons also have their own treasure. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I think it could work. I'm just not sure about the timeline of things. But. Yeah, I don't. So. I mean, it would have it would have had to happen... I Pretty guess recent. after the hunt? Yeah, after the... Because not all... they. I mean, like, they killed... I know Mara says Riven is the last known Ahamkara. There could be more out there. I mean, we don't know if Azarim is... I mean, we know, like, Ao is dead, but I don't think Azarim is ever mentioned to perish in the... the great Ahamkara. So... Azurim is, I guess, presumed dead, but we don't know. Hmm. So, good home car runs away. I think I think that'd be actually a pretty great opportunity. And, and you know what's really funny about it is back in D one in the loot cave there. Remember the bones? Mm hmm. A million souls were not enough for Rahu. What if that's Abareth saying that? Ooh, you know? Hmm. You might be on to something. So Azarim basically creates Azarim, this... Sorry. sorry. Azarim creates like this... I could definitely see that luring guardians because like if Azarim or whatever, whomever the Ahamkara is, is luring all these guardians into, I guess you could say his lair, the, the dungeon... Every time he tricks them, he gets stronger. Mm. That's why Riven is so big, is because, well, Riven, the more you, a, a Ahamkara grants wishes, it feeds on the desires of people. So the more it grants wishes, the bigger it gets. So that's why Riven is so big. So you could conceivably... I think there could be a dragon hiding, on like in those, like you saw how big those caves are. Yeah. He's just sitting there watching all this happen, going hew 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 hew. Well, and it makes it makes perfect sense how it breaks in and you like after sort of that initial drop down the cave and you sort of fight your way back out, you find yourself back in that uh, cosmodrome sort of facility, in like a new area from it, and I mean. You know, the ruins of the Golden Age 
Not a bad place to set up a loot cave. If your goal is to attract people who, like, if you think about it, both both that we've seen be attracted to it or, or after that, that technology, uh, both the Fallen and Guardians, of course. And it's, yeah, it, it's really interesting. One thing that I wonder, though kind of going into it, is sort of, Sort of, uh, you know, like what you were talking about in your description, um, you know, how Ahamkara are, they feed off of those wishes, they feed off of those desires, and, you know, that's that's kind of how they sustain themselves. Yeah. The one thing that is sort of holding me back right now, or like maybe maybe I'm just in the weeds on is what, like, how are they maintaining the wishes? Mm, because true, everyone else true. is just getting, like, lured in there. It's kind of like a trap. Yeah. And then, yeah, so that's, that's the one thing I'm wondering about. I, I, I think there's a lot that tracks here, though, and maybe, maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe the sort of uh, agreement or pact that you make when you make the wish, when you make the bargain, sort of deal with deal with the devil kind kind of thing. Maybe I'm being a little too literal. Like maybe it doesn't have to be a like, hey, I, I wish want this. for this. Well, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's not necessarily like you have to say like I. It's not like you literally like like with a genie, you have to say like I wish. It just it's whatever like you just innately desire. The like like for example with Aldrin, when. Riven was manipulating Aldrin. He didn't explicitly say, like, oh, I wish my sister was back. He just, that's just what he, like, innately wanted. He was doing all of this to get her back. And same thing with uh, Riven. When we slayed Riven, we are, at least in the lore, our collective desires were to, like, you know, save the Dreaming City. And Ma And Riven's like, okay. Dreaming City saved, but oopsies, now it's taken. You know. <laughs> so, like, he, he doesn't and necessarily have to... And then the same thing with Azrim. They didn't necessarily, like, wish anything. He just... They just wanted to hear a good story. So he told them a good story, and then, oops, they all died. Tragic. I think that makes perfect sense. I mean, that's 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 a really good uh, point. Um, you know, you have Aldrin who is obviously being influenced and corrupted by the darkness, uh, by, by the dragon, uh, rather, by, by Riven, much in, in, you know, if you think about it, it's not too dissimilar than what happened to the um, the Krill King, uh, exactly. Oryx's father. Yeah, I mean, like, Ahamkara and, and the Worm Gods, they operate very, very similarly, so. I dig it. I take it, yeah, that's that's pretty cool because that that actually makes sense uh, a lot more a lot more for things if you think about that it's just it's it's feeding your desires. A Abram is feeding the, these guardians these like these desires before conquest until they burst, basically. And I think yes. I think it's you know but the way you find wilhelm at the end of the uh, of the dungeon too with with the crystals of uh, of avarice or or i'm not 100% sure what they're called but just literally coming outside 
Yeah. Like from the inside out? Yeah. Because I found there is a pilgrimage from Shirochi where you go to the Garden of Asilla. And there's a bunch of different, like, optional dialogue, but basically, uh, um, Shirochi basically says, you know, people basically listened to this Ahamkara and then they all died. One of them was really sad. Uh, she says, step past the tree, peek down over the ledge. That drop goes on for some time. Now imagine a voice whispering to you, luring you, promising that your feet will find solid ground where, in truth, there is only air. Ahamkara lies. So that's basically what they do. They like, they get in your head and they, like, even when we, uh, first, when you first launch into the last wish raid throughout the whole raid you're hearing you know your colleagues like like ikora zavala like all these different like people who the guardian like trusts telling them oh just 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 whatever you want i, I can give it to you so like um caras are nasty little 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 guys they're not really little they're big yeah but yeah but like what the interesting thing is, Shiro, in one of the other ones, uh, she says, an ahamkara of immense power tricked dozens of civilians into walking off the edge of these cliffs. We saved none of them. Like, that's pretty depressing. <laughs> I just, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying, like, Azarim is, like, you know, as strong as Riven, but... Strong enough to lay a trap. Strong enough For to, like, sure. tr trick the Awoken who have, like, dealt with Ahamkara before, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the... That makes a lot of sense, too, because it's not... What seemed to happen to Aldrin seemed to be, like, a pretty big shift. Like, everyone around him's like, what? Everyone around him's like, you what? good, homie? And he's all like... Yeah. I'm fine, I'm fine. Ha 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 Kind of crazy. Whereas... Yeah, exactly, right? Like, it happened in comparatively. Because, in, in, comparatively to, uh, say, what happened to uh, Wilhelm in, in a much shorter period of time, Wilhelm, I think it takes, like, weeks to find, like, you can you can start to see when the hooks get in after, like, a few days. But still, yeah. that's like a... Well, if you think about it, I mean, with Aldrin, it wasn't just, it wasn't really fast. It was, that started since Taken King is when mm -hmm. that happened. Because he, you know, his ship crashed. He literally was going to... He was on the verge of, like, committing suicide. And then... Um, all this and that. Uh, basically, everything happens. He hears Mara's voice pretty much from then on. But it's not really Mara. As we know now. But back then, everyone was like, oh, Mara's okay. Somehow. But that wasn't really Mara, that was Riven manipulating him. So pretty much since Taken King to... I'm not sure when in the time that he gets captured, but... I know it's not, like, super fast. And then we know when Forsaken, he kind of gets a lot worse. Mm -hmm. And then we finally kill him, and now he's all fine. Because now he's old. He's Crow, and Crow is... I love Crow. I would die for Crow. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Good thing you I mean, have a ghost. Exactly. I'm like, I have a ghost. I'll, I'll take a bullet for him. And then my ghost will be like, all right, you good. It'll be great. <laughs> We're homies. We homies now. You have been yeah. adopted. We're friends. Exactly. 
<laughs> I can dig it. I can dig it. I um, I agree. I think Crow is a really, a really great peek at. Uh, how your interpretation of someone can change when they what's the word when they're not influenced in any way I think is a good way to put it and like you know knowing about your past is included in this uh, I think we've seen it serve to a lesser extent with uh, Clovis Bray and uh, Banshee yeah like Clovis Bray douche douche nozzle no that I want to turn off his AI Yes. Banshee, though, you don't go after Banshee. Exactly. <laughs> you leave Banshee alone. He's a good boy. Leave Banshee alone. He's a good guy. He's just trying yeah. his hardest. He's just trying to make his way through the galaxy. You leave him be. <laughs> so, I totally, I totally, I totally agree with that. I, and I also really like that it. I like the comparison, especially if this is a much smaller, like less powerful dragon that it just, it's just kind of creeping. It's just like lightly manipulating and just kind of chips away, chip, 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 chip away until I guess it gets what it wants. Uh, you know, feeding off your desires, (laughs) But, but that'd be, I wonder if that would mean, if it is Abram, um, or, or any dragon, really, but I think Abram's a great candidate. Are they lying in wait? Like, I don't... The one thing I feel like they've never really, aside from, like, base animal needs, like how they feed or how they, like, survive, they never really explain what, like, what the dragon's deal is. Like, they're, and it, it's one thing, like, yes, there are just forces of nature, in stories too that sometimes have sentience but these seem to be like sentient things that I would say know what they're doing yeah and I just don't know what they're in a lot of ways they they're they're almost as mysterious as the nine it's like okay but why Ahamkara (laughs) like why are you doing this or maybe they're just like a natural Sort of like a natural occurring or occurred throughout the game. They're like a paracausal being that's just kind of like a dragon. It's it's commanded by these instincts of uh of uh feeding off desires and stuff like that. Kinda kinda like what you were talking about earlier, how like, you know, dragons are some of the most intelligent creatures in D D. But they're still like driven to hoard, typically. Yes. The older and more powerful they get. Or at least in a lot of a lot of that high fantasy stuff. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Um, oh, what you got? Nothing. Someone was able to pull so every um uh I've I've done Shattered Throne like many, many times. And when you're mm-hmm. in there, sometimes Riven will talk to you. There's No one really knows, like, what's the trigger for it. So, uh... 
people have like data mined and found like all of the different dialogue options for in the Shattered Throne. It's a lot. Okay. That's pretty cool. And some of them are just like I've never I've I've done Shattered Throne like hundreds of times and I've never like heard some of these before and I was like, whoa. I was just looking at like Dreaming City stuff because it's my favorite place. I'm gonna. I'm it's gonna so interesting. The Dreaming City is your favorite. I mean, we don't have like the Dreadnought yet. Once we get like or anymore, like, or anymore. Well, I mean, like we don't have like a big hive stronghold. It's like Savathun Stoneworld, depending on how cool it is, it's probably gonna be my favorite place. But Dreaming City is like my second favorite. I can dig it, and I and I can appreciate the uh, the sort of the overlap in those aesthetics. Oh yeah, like they're not, they're not the same at all. Uh, no, but absolutely like they're, not. They're, there's, 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 there's there is some like overlap though. Um, I think, and uh, you know, stuff stuff that's expressed differently. I I'm kind of surprised you don't like the ascendant plane. I mean, I do. It's just I don't know my. I'm not sure which Ascendant plane I like more, like the D1 version with Crota's or the D2 versions. My only issue mm. with the D2 version is I don't like how there's like the flashing lights every so often that like kind of hurts my eyes. Yeah, it's a, it's a big uh, sensory issue for a lot of people too. Yes. So... Well, that's interesting. I think my favorites have always been... Well, you're a Star Wars fan, too. I, I really like the sort of grittier side. Like, And I, I don't mean this necessarily in the style of storytelling, but like, I just mean like literally like, like dirty technology, uh, sort of maybe steam or diesel punk vibes, but it's in the future. It's sci-fi. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I love that about Star Wars. I love that. And Star Wars is science fantasy, so like no no getting that twisted. But the aesthetic, the aesthetic's there. Um and I love that about uh I love that about the fallen, uh, I think I think the most. So I'll be really sad. I think I think my favorite place, the uh what's it, the the Rusty Bucket? That's what it's called? Yeah, the the uh the lost sector next to Spider. Yeah. That place is going away. Yeah. Let me see. Just before I completely. Oh God, I didn't say bucket list. God damn it. Uh, uh. Empty tank. Empty tank. I'm a <laughs> completely wrong. <laughs> you were close. You were close. So, yeah, the empty tank is my uh, is probably one of my favorite places. I really liked that there was a back room. <laughs> where, they're, where they're doing fights, I really liked that the front room was pretty cool. I uh, yeah, I I was a fan. I, I am a fan, and I will I will miss it. That was a fun place, and it was the only. It was one of the few places where you see kind of like fleshed out for what it is. Because like when yeah. you go in, you, you're starting to fight, but like you see in Cade Six, they go there and like gamble, have drinks for a little bit, and then they get into a fight. <laughs> 
Yeah, definitely. They'll be able to make it work. Um, so I'll be I'll be missing that, but I'm excited to see how you know I I do like the Dreaming City. There's a lot of itches that 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 place scratches. Yes. Um. And actually, come to think of it, I, I got to take back what I said. Uh, y- you know, the the Dreaming City has its own ascendant plane, so hmm. which is pretty pretty fun to uh, jump back and forth between two and, and fight in. But uh, in terms of dragons, Avram's a smaller dragon. Avram is not recorded as dying. The last really record we have of them is really what seems to be like it would provide for their escape. Yes. Uh, to, to survive the hunt. And I, I, yeah, I think it, I think it tracks, uh, at least, at least, uh, in the, um, the idea of if it, if it makes logical sense oh. for, for the character to do that. I mean, it, it, it kind it's of, yeah, driven, it it's compelled. Yeah, to to go to Earth, the the next best place to find prey, I guess is a good way to look at it. Yeah. So I think, yeah, yeah, I think that's a pretty that's a pretty solid one. For uh, for you, are you are you in the camp that? the Ahamkara are sort of tied to the game between the gardener and the winner. Uh, in like, in, in like a more like official capacity. Like I, I know the, uh, another example might be, uh, the Vex are like legit. Like, no, that's what they're, they're from the board. They are part of the game. hundred percent. Um, is, is one theory. Uh, so like, I guess in that kind of sense, are, are you in the camp that the Ahamkara are, not just paracausal maybe by way of the game but are like a part of the game Mm, like maybe maybe i don't know i mean i wonder if that i think they might be similar to the worms in how like the worms are like they're just using whatever they can to just survive and if that happens to be wishes and eating I wouldn't say wishes and eating people but like deceiving mm-hmm. people through their innate desires that they want then uh that might uh I mean maybe is kind of what I'm like they could be but I'm not sure mhm yeah, I, I, I think I'm picking up what you're putting down. For me, I think the biggest, the biggest thing holding me back is just like a little bit of confirmation because there, there are similar things, but the darkness is so. The darkness has its own themes, but those themes are not tied to anything like allegiance or faction, or faith or anything like that. So that's why I feel like the darkness has, you know, in my own headcanon, that's why the darkness has expressed itself so many different ways. Uh, through yeah. the crux, through stasis, through the the worm gods, through uh, the taken, 
through the scorn. And, you know, it all, it all seems valid. And so part of me wants, wants to add the Ahamkara to that list. Ooh, maybe. Like, I feel like they're... I feel like the Ahamkara, if they are part of the Cosmic Game, are maybe that sort of example of uh, read the fr- read the fine print. Yeah. I feel like they probably made some sort of deal with the darkness at some point, and they're technically filling out the deal. They're just, like, not helping. Yeah, I could see that, maybe. <laughs> they're doing their own thing. Well, because, think about it. They seem a little because the the worms are. I almost want to say autocratic. Yeah, no, I can definitely see. The worms are like autocratic, like they don't really care, and and like they 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 do their own like little like cleverness too, but they don't really care about the people that they're tied to. Yeah, they're just the worms. Are Food's just food. To... Conquest is conquest, right? Yeah. And and then you have the Ahamkara, which are doing something very similar in my view. Yeah, no, they're they're doing a very similar thing to that the uh, to the people the who like get tricked by them and, and stuff like that. Yeah, so they're doing a very similar thing, but they're not. They're able to coexist in systems that the Traveler's in. Yeah. They're not shifting the balance of stuff so far that, like, like the Hiveworms did, that the Traveler, you know, felt like it needed to take them out. Yeah. No, I agree. So it's, it's, it's really interesting. Like, they're, they're doing their thing, but it's almost like, uh... The symmetry. It's. It, I feel like they might be that sort of outlawed faction on that side. Hmm. Interesting. Right. Yeah, I could. I so, could definitely see that. Oh, you know, kind of tangentially, this will be like a little bonus one we can talk about, uh, since we're talking about uh, people who were pieces or players in the game prior to the events of Destiny One. Mm-hmm. The Vex, I believe. I think, if anything, the Vex came from either directly from or something indirectly. I think I think they came from the Traveler. I think they're the white pieces if they're if they're part of the game. Really? Yeah. Why do you think they're the Traveler's pieces? Because they're at their heart, they're construction bots. Mm-hmm. They build. Okay. They create. All of the stuff on the other side consumes or destroys in some way. Ooh, that's true. But the Vex turn everything into the Vex. That's what Yeah, they, they don't kill you. They convert you. That's horrifying. <laughs> right? <laughs> if they can't convert you, then they starve you. But like they don't like they if I mean I think I think with a broad exception of, of the Vex who have been influenced by the Traveler. Uh, you know, that definitely enough. So I don't mean to say like the Vex don't like try to kill you guys, but like, it's like, have you ever seen experiments? I think I've talked about this on the show before, but Lucy, have you ever seen experiments where they're trying to see if, uh, I think it was connected with 
like some of the experiments trying to prove that uh, dinosaurs were descended from birds. Yeah. But they were they were trying to prove that birds started out as bipedal animals. Interesting. And the way they did this was to try and force a bird to fly. They basically like spooked, I think it was like pigeons. But they spooked a bird and they kept like raising the incline that would have to run up to get away. It was basically until it was like so far up, like it was like kind of close to a 90 degree angle that it stopped trying to run away and started to fly. Interesting. And so they, they use that as this as this example of, uh, you know, like that at their base, they were they were actually these creatures who couldn't fly at first. Uh, and then it goes on into stuff much more, much more scientific and not overly simplified, like I, like I did, like I did uh, present information. But that being said, I think I think the Vex are kind of the same way. When they show up at a planet, do they start trying to take over everything? No, let's just go back in time so we don't have to fight anything, and start building there. Interesting. Yeah, I could. Hmm. You've got a point. But, yeah, I'm not saying they have like respect for life like the Traveler. I'm not saying they're like currently controlled by the Traveler. But they create. At their at their base, they create. That is true. So I think if they're part of the game, they're the white pieces. Personally. Interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. It's a fun little fun little side one there. Um I guess I guess I'm ready to move into uh, some final thoughts and maybe scoring here. How about you? Yeah. All right. Sounds good. All right. Um I can go ahead and go first uh this time. I think I think this is a really strong one. Uh, one thing I wish is just that we had more information, tangential or otherwise, that could really help us kind of pin this stuff down as to who's responsible. Because this, I, I actually like this more than the nine theory. Um, it, it, it just, it spreads over those gaps just a lot better. Yeah, and, no, I definitely yeah. true. And while, like, I think there's there's an argument you say it's plausibly, like, could the nine do it? Sure. But then but when you have, they? like, this option. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I'm, 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 in, I'm in the four camp for sure. I'm going to give this one. Let me see here. I'm going to give this one. What was it like? Six planets have been invaded by darkness so far in the, in the solar system. I think so. Yeah, I'm giving this six planets invaded by darkness. In the oh, no. in the affirmative. Yeah. Not the planets. Yep. Gone. Adios. <laughs> Absorbed. Alrighty. <laughs> I give it um fifty seven Ahamkara eggs. Ooh. Yeah. In favor. That's a good one. In favor. Good, good, good. Because, like, I think it's, uh... 
I think it's definitely, like you said, it definitely, it kind of explains the curse of the loot and everything else a lot better than just, mm -hmm. oh, uh, Wilhelm was crazy. That's it. That's that. There is no. <laughs> That's, That's the it. theory. <laughs> That's it. That's all there is. He's, was he was crazy. The end. Close book. Case closed. <laughs> Audios, sits, but no. Sits back with arms folded, like, in victory. <laughs> yes. Well, no, because, like, it, I think it makes sense, because, like, the loot, the whole thing is about Wilhelm and his fire team, and even Captain Averrock and his crew, they're all mm -hmm. want, they all want loot, they all want stuff, and they just keep, coincidentally, they just keep finding more and more stuff. Hmm. Curious. See, I I think it's it's an Ahamkaras behind it. I could definitely see that. Yeah, they go in, they go in wanting to find, wanting to find the loot cave, wanting to find all the treasure, and this guy's like, oh, oh, I'll give you treasure. Death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, groovy. Groovy, groovy, groovy. I I dig it. I dig it. Yeah, this is this is a this is a really good one. Um, I think I think I would definitely put this in at least in the ones we've reviewed so far in, in the most likely. Yeah, definitely. Category. Yeah. For sure. Like the the nine the nine makes sense, but it's just because the nine can do anything, and you don't know anything about them, and so anything seems reasonable. Uh, I think at its base, whereas this like has a lot more, a lot more reasonable backing from the lore as to like, like, would they do that? Well, yeah. Could they do it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, definitely. <laughs> I think it, I think it works. Uh, Lucy, you got any got any shout outs this week? Any shout outs this week? Uh, I don't know. Uh, let me think I've got here. One. All right, you go first. You go first. I'll try and think of one. My shout out, and I hope I don't end up stealing what yours would be. My shout out's actually to the Last Word podcast. Oh, yeah. Because when this comes out, Lucy will have been a guest on their show. I will. That is correct. Yeah. I totally, yeah. Yeah, because we're recording yeah. this on the 9th. Yes. Today's the 9th, this, and you'll be, uh, this Thursday you'll be on their show, right? Yeah, yeah. Huh. No, that's definitely... I, mm -hmm. I mean, it's not that I forgot, it's just I... Uh, <laughs> I uh, may or may not have forgotten to put it on my calendar. So I'm going to do that now, put it on my calendar. <laughs> so I don't forget. And I'll put the right time this time instead of the wrong time. <laughs> awesome. I've done, I've done that before. I set an alarm and I thought I set it for noon on Friday, but instead it was noon oh, Saturday. No. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so. Uh, You've got yeah. to uh, be sure, be sure to give. Well, actually, it's already happened in to the listeners. So, yeah, Lucy, those are some great, great plugs for. STP. <laughs> no problemo, homie. 
<laughs> no, no, um, guys. If, if you haven't if you haven't listened to them uh, already, go go check out their show as well. It's um, God, they're in like 170. They they have a lot of episodes, so they've yeah, got a, a, a great a great that. backlog. Yeah, absolutely great great uh backlog of shows to catch up on and it's a little different than our format if you're not familiar they, they kind of do like a like around the campfire sort of sort of format so definitely worth worth your listen go go check those guys out um yeah so that's, that's my shout out <laughs> well i can't really think of any shout outs because i'm cringe <laughs> and tired Brain okay. empty. I, um, you should give a shout out to vacation. Oh yeah, shout out. Um, the reason we're recording this early is because I'm gonna, currently right now I am on vacation. Shout out to, um, attempting to relax. We should all try it. I say, as yes. I am really bad at relaxing, like, I, I literally, it's so hard for me because I'm just like, what about this? What about this? What about this? What about this? Ah, ah, ah. And then I explode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to treat yourself sometimes. You got to get a step away and you got to allow yourself to, uh, to Relax. unwind. Yeah. Impossible. Relaxing, that's impossible. <laughs> How does one do that? <laughs> Teach me. Teach me. I don't know. <laughs> this just reminds me of a, uh, God, was it Major Pain or one of those one of those movies when I was a kid? It was like mandatory fun. You are Man. we are here to you will have fun. You will <laughs> have you fun like and not. you will like it. Me. <laughs> I'm just in the corner like I don't know how to have fun. <laughs> you get up here and have a good time. <laughs> Alright. Oh man. Okay, okay. So with, with that, everyone, uh, Lucy, I, you you deserve you deserve the the rest and the getaway. So uh, have fun, and we'll be we'll be waiting for you when you get back. Um, and you listener out there, take care of yourself. Be like Lucy. Go on vacation or do something nice. Relax. You deserve it. Drink water, and we'll see you next time. Right. Bye bye. Toodles. That's off, Guardians. That's it for this week's discussion. Have any questions or comments about this episode? You can reach out to us on Twitter, at SpinFoilTheory, or write us an email at SpinFoilTheory at gmail.com. If you'd like to read our show notes, check out articles, listen to past episodes, and more, be sure to pay us a visit over at our website, SpinFoilTheory.com. The Lord Network. <laughs>